You're listening to the Permaculture Princess Podcast. This is episode number 25. And hello, it's been a minute, but we are about to get things back up and running. So I figured I would start 2021 with a brief description of my last year and where I plan to take this podcast from here. So stick around for a 2021 update with the princess and as always, practical takeaways for a more abundant life. I believe that permaculture design is found not only in landscapes and vegetation, but in all of life. I believe the scriptures in John 10.10 where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. My friends call me Drea, and as a certified personal trainer and health coach, I created this podcast to be a platform for sharing education about edible landscaping, plant-based nutrition, home remedies, and all things fitness. Well, hello 2021. I am not going to spend a lot of time lamenting the year that was 2020 because for all the trials and the uncertainties it held, which it did hold a lot, I found a lot of blessings. And I also believe that even the struggle is worth being grateful for. James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So if you uh, had some trials this past 2020, uh, know that God can use those trials to mold you and to purify you and to make you perfect. complete, lacking nothing. So also as an Enneagram 7, I have a natural tendency toward finding silver linings. So 2020 was another year of learning to be more like Christ and seeking his abundance in life. It's been a long time since I did a solo episode and I have a lot I'd like to fit in here. So I'm dividing this podcast into five parts. My family update, my career update, my health and wellness update, and then a super random list of notable books, films, podcasts that filled much of my time last year, and finally, my podcast update and where we will go from here. So let's go through fairly quickly. My family, my family update. Uh, So my family is still an intentional community. In fact, I am in the process of trying to write a book about this, so be on the lookout for that. We have three generations in this house, which made our quarantine crew pretty awesome. My parents, my husband, and our two kiddos. We experienced the loss of two grandfathers this year. Danny's father's dad and my mother's dad both passed away um, after their bouts with COVID. My grandpa was 89 years old. He was still very active and full of life, so it was an especially difficult goodbye for him, for us. I will mention my grandpa spent much of his last days with family, which was a blessing, but was finally forced to go into the hospital for oxygen and treatment for sepsis uh, in, um, near his final days. So for his final days of life, he was in the hospital, and if you are someone who lost a loved one in the hospital this year, Without being able to stand by their side and hold their hand, my thoughts are with you, just even right now, right now in this moment. 
The rules and regulations surrounding the hospitals this past year were nothing but terrifying and almost unforgivable. While I am immensely grateful for the care and the beautiful and kind nurses and doctors that have um, been working tirelessly to do good, some of whom are my own family, I will never forget the pain, though, of knowing that there were people all around the world grappling with their mortality alone or amidst strangers in masked faces. Um, And I think that's all I can say about that for the moment. I will say that turning in and being with family more was a great part of the past year, and my children, who are currently one and a half and four years old, became amazing friends through all of our adventures and time together. My husband and I celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary this past August, and while we intended to travel more, this year held us to way less travel. Uh, It did still include three trips to Tennessee, one trip to the UP, and one trip to Montana. So we still got to move around uh, a fair amount, but just not as much and not as far as we would have liked. Uh, My family has been doing really well. They've gotten, uh, we've gotten into some delightful family rhythms, if you will. We eat dinner almost nightly, and we have nightly worship together, which includes a mixture of songs, reading, talking about life, and prayer... Uh, We also have been about two years into following a lunisolar calendar based on the ancient Hebrew biblical calendar. I won't explain it all here, but briefly, we are keeping our months and our weeks based off of the moon and the harvest cycles. So as in a new moon would begin the month, so like the dark, the blank moon begins the month, and then every seven days there's a Sabbath, which always falls on a half moon, a full moon, and a half moon. It's wild and it confuses people, but personally, I uh, have loved watching my daughter and her ability at four years old to notice the lights in the sky and to watch her determine the period of the week it is based on the moon. At first, I will admit the calendar felt very jarring because we were so used to kind of our culture and the Gregorian calendar. Um... But now we are starting to really fall into this new rhythm and we are enjoying. We're enjoying the circadian rhythm and if that's all I'm saying about that, feel free to ask me more about that if you are curious. Moving on to the career update. So modeling has been a part of my life since I was 12 years old. And while some years have always been better than others, this was the first year that yielded zero modeling jobs. So... Um, That was a change that apparently models are pretty low on the list of essential jobs. So I did, um, I I definitely did some portfolio work and played with some friends who are photographers. But um, as far as modeling jobs, which I, like I said, since I was 12 years old, I've been working on and off, but fairly steadily. So with lots of extra time on my hands, I checked Rogue Fitness almost daily to secure the makings of a home gym, and I started training from home. So I got back into the training world, and it's been awesome. I love that I'm able to train from home with the benefits of fresh air and heat and cold exposure because we live in Wisconsin. So sometimes my clients are working out when it's really hot, and sometimes it's really cold. And while I do have a small fireplace that get a little bit warmer in the gym that I have, we 
it is cold. <laughs> and so, and uh, it allows everybody to kind of have that rocky experience. <laughs> I have started training and coaching again, so I love that. And while I intend to move more into the online space, currently I'm only working with in-person clients. And it feels right. It feels right right now to be working with people face-to-face and to um, be making that an option for people who maybe can't go to the gym but can come and work one-on-one. So I'm also still running Permaculture Princess, the website or blog, but I have a few changes. Something that was fairly notable in both my family and career landscape was the decision to get off of social media. I, like many others, have been constantly creating boundaries around my social media usage. For example, a few years ago, I limited myself to only Facebook, Instagram, and Parler. Then I made boundaries like no social media before 7 a.m. or after 6 p.m. And then I made boundaries like no social media on the Sabbath. And then when I was still feeling pulled by the social media monster, I put a daily time limit on. And finally, I removed all the medias from my phone and put Instagram and Facebook and Parler on my old phone that I wasn't using any longer, so I could only go on them when I was at home and I couldn't be checking on it while I was outside playing with the kids or out traveling or hanging out with my kiddos. I had to literally go and check social media separate from my daily occurrences, my daily life. And then finally, I saw Social Dilemma, which is a new documentary that probably most of you have heard about, but if you haven't, I highly recommend watching it. And it was the kick I needed. Of course, it's slightly terrifying to jump off social media completely, especially as a content creator or someone who loves to share and someone who was building part of their business around their social media sharing. I found myself wondering if people would forget about me or if I was silencing my voice in the world or if I would miss out on major news events and It took me, and is quite honestly taking me, a long time to find peace with the decision. It is amazing how life goes on without me knowing the details of hundreds of friends and acquaintances or news events. My attention is much more focused, and I am highly present with my family. There have been some defining moments, like on my birthday, when I, when, I mean, since I can remember... I used to get hundreds of happy birthdays on Facebook and Instagram, but instead this year I just had my inner circle and my family and friends who wished me happy birthday. I also realized that even if I wasn't physically scrolling or present on social media, I was often considering or composing the next thing I wanted to write or the next picture I wanted to caption in my head. So it helped me realize like so much of my life revolved around social media. Even if I wasn't physically there or active on the accounts, it was starting to structure my whole day. My whole life was starting to revolve around what I wanted to say next or what picture I wanted to create next or what message I wanted to look up. Or if I would see somebody or hear somebody on TV or something, I would look them up on social media. And it just, it was influencing too much of my day. So overall, I am so happy with the decision to eliminate the distraction from my life. And I fully intend to reconsider its place if the tech giants do some major reforms. But for now, my deep work and my family time is top priority. And they were both hindered by these various medias. As much as I tried to argue it, um, that's the way it was. 
Furthermore, I was becoming more fully aware of the fact that I shared, if I shared anything faith-based or to alternative leaning, the algorithms were not letting my voice be heard. So it seemed very pointless to put my precious time and energy into something so ethereal, something that just wasn't, um, that was so controlled by somebody who didn't agree with my thoughts. But this is not a podcast to make anyone feel guilty or disparage social media, so I wanted to let you know that I won't be there. You won't see me on Facebook or Instagram for the time being, but you can still get on my email list on my blog, uh, which is at permacultureprincess.com. I have decided to continue creating content on YouTube, my website, and of course these podcasts, so you may wonder why. And... I very much believe that God has given me talents and insights and a love for life and learning, and those are things I want to share. I thought about shutting everything down, and yet those of you that I have met through this podcast or on other platforms, and those of you who have shared the way that this content has influenced and affected your lives, you are the reason I keep doing this. Furthermore, I felt like this podcast has become a way of logging my personal journey. It's almost a journal, a digital journal of sorts. If I didn't believe that the content or interviews were valuable and life-changing, I wouldn't be doing this. But I genuinely believe the conversations that take place here are adding value to the world and also adding value to my daily walk with purpose and truth. Motherhood is by far my most important role, and I take raising my little humans very seriously. I believe every minute with them is an opportunity to form them into sons and daughters of the Most High, and I believe that they are my responsibility. They are beings who can reflect love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and I spend most of my time with them and seeking to educate them. And yet, this podcast is a way to hone in my communication skills and feed my soul. In the same way that people create art or music or things of that nature, I write and host interviews. (laughs) So this is like my art form. So my health and wellness update. My little ones are growing and I'm slowly feeling more in control of my body. I'm starting to understand and value the concept of movement being more important than exercise, which is actually the topic of an upcoming show. But I find myself spending less time being concerned with logging an exercise session and more time taking walks and climbing trees and attempting handstands. And I've also added more intentional movement through yoga, Pilates, and the like, which makes my body feel healthy and mobile. Um, One of the things that was especially helpful this past year was that Danny and I did something called a life book, which I can link in the show notes, but it was essentially a project we did at the beginning of the year in 2020, and it divided our life into 12 categories and encouraged us to write down our beliefs, our intentions, our goals, and our strategies for each category. It helped Danny and myself have fantastic conversations about our vision and our purpose for our own lives, and I thought, you know, as I was writing this health and wellness update, I thought it might be worthwhile to share with you my fitness or wellness category. So the strategy, so the strategy for my fitness and wellness health world um, is as follows. And so it's kind of like, this is kind of a day in the life, but it's more so my, mm, my routine, my rhythm, my things that are part of my 
health strategy. So I'm just going to go ahead and read what I wrote in my life book, and um, maybe that is inspiring to you. Maybe you can take a page or two from it, or maybe you are doing something similar and you'd like to share what you're doing. So this is the recipe that I made for optimal health and wellness. I center my health and wellness walk with on a daily walk with Christ and consistency surrounding my own circadian rhythms and monthly cycles. I wanted to design a morning routine that is flexible around my family, so I start every day with one quart of warm lemon water and morning devotions. I want morning time on a regular occasion to include oil pulling, dry brushing, grounding, castor oil packs, sunshine exposure, breath work, sauna time, meditation, and a workout. Like I said, that's on a regular occasion to include something in that, not necessarily all of those things every morning, because we all know that doesn't happen. Uh, One time a month, I do chiropractic, massage, and a 24-hour water fast. However, I haven't been doing quite as long of a water fast because I am still breastfeeding. But uh, once I start wrapping up the breastfeeding, my baby boy, who's going to be two this March... Once I uh, like start heading toward weaning him, then I'm going to start adding that 24-hour water fast at least once a month, but potentially more. Once every two months, I try to put a race or a competitive event or a workshop or a dance class or something kind of out of the norm. Once every week, I do a Sabbath rest with my family, and I want to focus on restful and rejuvenating sleep. So in order to get quality sleep, I turn off Wi-Fi at night. Uh, We only allow red, yellow lights in our nighttime spaces. We drink tea. I drink a tea or a golden milk at night. I diffuse essential oils that are calming, like lavender, copaiba, or patchouli, or neroli, something along those lines. And, or balance, I've been liking balance, like, which is a grounding blend. Uh, I also, we also do a nighttime routine and nighttime worship. So the other part of my health and wellness routine is that I want to plan healthy, nutrient-dense, plant-based, whole food, satisfying meals for my family. I have gotten into the meal planning phase. I don't always stick with it, but it helps me to have an idea of what meals I'm going to make for the week, and it helps my family as well. Uh, So... I plan two to three meals a day, but mostly just, mostly, honestly, I really plan one meal a day because our breakfast is like the same every day. (laughs) Uh, We usually juice at least once a week and we do a green smoothie at least once a week. And then as far as my exercise routine, twice a week, I'm either doing a CrossFit or strength-based workout or our 3X bar, which we've liked. Or twice a week I'm doing yoga and mobility, and twice a week I'm trying to run, bike, cardio, sweat, dance, move, just take a walk even. Just movement of that sort. I'm trying to walk more every day, although it's January and it's snowy. So while we do get outside every day, that is a point that we make. We make a point to get outside every day at least once. I'm not walking nearly as much as when it is nicer outside. Uh, My nightly routine is brush my teeth, wash my face, put on lotion, do a juve infrared light, or do sauna, which we just recently got a sauna through Creatrix. I'll have to link that because we really love it. Sauna Fix. And I can't think of the lady's name who spoke about it, but we love our sauna. Uh, Also, rolling out, stretching, moving at night is part of the day. As far as my personal training and health coaching, I have I have made 
uh, the commitment to do continuing education with that about one time a month, reading or watching documentaries for inspiration. Um, Some of the places that I'm gaining a lot of inspiration right now are through Hunter Fitness, Supple Leopard, The Align Method, and uh, Ben Greenfield's book, Boundless. So that's what I have in my health and wellness category of my life book. So I just thought that would be an easy share. Of course, our family has experienced our fair share of colds and viruses last year, but nothing different than the normal, although I did lose my taste and smell this month after a couple days of chills, so that was most likely COVID. I'm not sure if I will know since I haven't been tested, but I may get like a a blood test or give blood to see if I have the antigen and see if uh, my blood is helpful in, I don't know, fighting, doing research at all. We'll see. Uh, But as of right now, I don't think that I'll ever be tested unless I have to for a modeling job. That would be the only thing that would possibly um, force me to get a test. Fairly randomly, a list of books, movies, podcasts that were notable in 2020. Uh, One of the books I read at the beginning of last year was Cancer Free with Food by Leanna Warner Gray. And I really appreciated that. It helped me kind of figure out some more foods that we want to focus on. Especially being that Danny, my husband, has fought cancer and we want to keep him cancer free but same thing with my parents myself we just want to have a diet that feeds our body and uh is constantly kind of on the lookout for how to get rid of abnormal cells or tumors move your dna by katie bowman was a great book i read this past year super inspiring it's kind of what inspired my movement versus exercise mentality Desire of Ages by Ellen White, which is about the life of Christ, and it's an amazing book that I've read uh, at least three times now, and um, I just recommend it to everybody. It just kind of puts everything back into perspective and gives some, um, like, just incredible insight about the life of Christ. The Call of the Wild and Free by Ainsley Arment was a great book for kind of inspiring our education philosophy coming into uh, this this season of potentially homeschooling and unschooling. Another book along those lines was Free to Learn or Free to Play. I can't remember. Is it Free to Learn or Free to Play? I'll have to look up (laughs) that uh, book. But that's what it's about, playing and learning and how play inspires our education. Also, Speaking for Myself by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That might give away some of my political leanings, but um, I found it a really interesting book. Uh, I... Press secretary is just a position that has always um, been in, of interest to me. I think it's a really neat job, <laughs> a really hard job, but also a really incredible job. And so anyways, I was interested to read Sarah Huckabee Sanders and, uh, and get her perspective. And that was a great book. Some of the documentaries and movies I recommend, Plandemic. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, please watch it. Plandemic was fascinating. Mask Facts by Sean Stevenson, also free online. If you just look up Mask Facts by Sean Stevenson, you'll find that. Something a little bit less controversial, maybe. It was the new Black Beauty. Uh, we've been Black Beauty fans for as long as I can remember, and the new one was well done. Also, a movie on Disney that we enjoyed was Togo. My family loved Togo. So if you are looking for a good movie to watch, Togo is a good one. And the other movie that was notable this year that we watched was The Secret, Dare to Dream. I really liked it. Um, With Katie Holmes, kind of a surprise. I didn't, like, I wasn't advertised. It was just kind of a, 
random watch, and we really enjoyed it. So I definitely recommend that. Some of the podcasts that I've been listening to this year are The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson, The High Wire with Del Bigtree, The Wellness Mama Podcast, The Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, and Wise Traditions, the Weston A. Price Podcast. So that gives you some things to listen to if you're not listening to those already. And then, of course, coming into the final, my podcast update. So the purpose of this podcast has been to share actionable advice for a more abundant landscape and life. So as we go into this new year, I intend to keep that theme. Now, some of you may be new around here, and quite honestly, some of you may have been listening from the beginning and still be a little unsure about what permaculture is all about. So let me give you another brief outline about who I am and what this passion project is all about. As a personal trainer and health coach, I love helping people discover abundant health and wellness. But I also want to do so much more than help you lose weight and ensure proper lifting form. I want to encourage you to plant your own food, to create a habitat for education, inspire healthier eating, and lift you up as you discover God's purpose in your life. Permaculture design is about creating the best possible environment for life-giving plants and animals to exist and grow together. When permaculture is applied to a piece of land, the vegetation grows more abundantly and with more nutritional value. The application, done correctly, allows plants to thrive while complementing surrounding vegetation and replenishing the soil from which it comes. Put simply, permaculture is a design for nature that yields greater return, flourishes on less manual labor, and produces abundant results for humanity, while not only reserving and sustaining the earth, but also regenerating it. I believe that permaculture design is found not only in landscapes, plants, and vegetation, but in all of life. I believe the scriptures in John 10.10 where it states, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus Christ not only offers eternal life, but he offers peace, joy, and life more abundant here on this earth. Applying the principles of permaculture or Christ's Holy Spirit to our lives allows us to live a life of true value while complementing and augmenting the people, the communities, the animals, and the world around us. I believe permaculture has a very pertinent and worthwhile literal meaning, but it can also be applied to our lives figuratively to give us greater health, greater knowledge, greater communities, and most importantly, greater faith. So, This podcast is a place to gather, to learn, and to grow. We have some amazing interviews already set up, and my goal is that when you tune into this podcast, there is always something that makes your day and your habits more intentional and joyful. We have some amazing guests coming up, including my friend and parkour enthusiast, Travis Tedding, who will get us talking about quality movement and the importance of play. We have a great return guest, my acupuncturist, Brandon LaGreca, who has been digging in deep on the research of immune health and cancer. I'm super excited for our conversation, and I even have planned an interview with my parents about our intentional community for a fun look at what having so many generations under one roof entails. There are so many fascinating people that are coming to talk to us, and I am also thinking about bringing back some of my solo episodes and various plants and benefits of nature around us. 
So maybe my solo episodes about health and wellness might make a replay. I'd love to hear what you think and what you are enjoying on this podcast. What works? What doesn't? What would you like more of? But until then, you'll have to put up with my current plan of action, which is designed to bring entertainment, education, and practical takeaways for a more abundant landscape and life. Thanks for listening to the Permaculture Princess podcast. For show notes or more information, please visit www.permacultureprincess.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Pinterest at Permaculture Princess. I do want to mention again that none of the advice or research here is intended to diagnose or treat, and you should always consult your own healthcare team when making changes to your health routine. If you have found any value from this podcast, please subscribe so that you can get updates, consider leaving me a review, and also share this on any of your social media platforms. I am fueled on words of affirmation, and I greatly appreciate your feedback. My hope is that you find blessings throughout your day and that you discover a more abundant landscape and life.